I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You are listening to an HD Smartcast original. Hi, here's hoping you're well and safe. Considering the spread of novel coronavirus and its consequences, we at HD Smartcast have compiled a list of our most popular episodes about the pandemic from January till today. These have been covered by some of HD Media's most renowned journalists. This is to give you an idea of the trajectory of the illness and how it has affected multiple sectors of our daily lives till date so that you can make better informed decisions about your future. Welcome to our exclusive podcast, HD Media COVID-19 Audio Coverage. Hello and welcome to Mint. I am Nasreen Sultana and this is All Things Markets. As Indian economy was already grappling with a slowdown in consumption, there is a coronavirus scare now which may have an impact on the macro economy of India. Most analysts say that probably India is insulated to the coronavirus scare as compared to the other Asian pairs. But how long will this insulation last as there are fresh cases of coronavirus patients in India? To understand the impact, I'm joined by Mr. Somnath Mukherjee. He is the managing partner at ASK Wealth Advisors. Uh, so, Somnath, welcome to the show. Sure. First question is, uh, what do you think would be an impact of the virus in India? No, of course, uh, uh, there is no denying that it will have an impact. Uh, how big or how small an impact that will be is really something that we have to see as the numbers uh, pan out. Uh, what we've seen in the last couple of weeks is that uh, numbers out of China uh, have peaked out and they're declining day on day. But on the other hand, we have seen a rapid increase in the spread of uh, uh, affected people across the world. So we had Italy, Iran, uh, United States, uh, and now we have a few cases in India as well. So how much it, it impacts uh, us and how temporary or permanent is that impact is something that we will get to know in uh, days and months to come. Mm. And it will be at multiple levels, of course. One is a local impact, which is um, you know, each country as it, it grapples with it. Mm. And there the most affected has been China. Um, the other is the chain reaction across the globe. Uh, not least because China is clearly the factory of the world and it is the center of a huge and fairly sophisticated but efficient supply chain. Mm. So any supply disruption out of China has a cascading impact on a host of industries, certainly pharmaceuticals in India, uh, electronics in, in India and across the world. Uh, so on, on the risk side, there's certainly uncertainty on how uh, this will pan out. On the other side, it seems that on the financial markets yeah. front, central banks and governments are uh, taking proactive measures. Uh, the Singapore government uh, 
announced its budget two weeks right. earlier, and there. Uh, fairly unprecedented 2.1% fiscal deficit, yeah. primarily targeted at protecting incomes and, yeah. and jobs. Uh, we have seen similar statements coming out of China, coming out of the US Fed, um, the European Central Bank, uh, with most policymakers saying that they will do what it takes yeah. um, to mitigate the impact as, as it comes through. Right. So uh, really it's a little bit of a wait and watch. Yeah. Uh, the only... Um, Precedent that we can go by our previous cases and actually this has been a, a fairly long-running story and uh, in the last 15-16 uh, you know, years yeah. starting from SARS then we had uh, swine flu, bird flu, MERS yeah. in Korea a couple of years back. So we have seen this story before. Yeah. Usually it is not a permanent destruction and structural destruction of uh, demand and economies. Uh, so that is really our hopeful case scenario. Right. We'll talk about the global uh, fiscal stimulus that is expected by the other global central mm. banks. But before that, I wanted to ask you about the India's Q4 GDP. Mm. Do you think this quarter GDP is going to be impacted? And if it's, and if it's in yes, what is your estimate? Um, uh, will it be impacted? Yes. Um, actually, we seem to have bottomed out and many of the indicators out of India, the really high frequency advanced indicators out of India, mm seemed uh, to be displaying that you know famous green shoots uh, analogy um, so this corona comes at a slightly inopportune time for us um, you know the manufacturing pmis were looking up electricity production in february was up double digit uh, freight uh, was up uh, significantly so there were green shoots and it seemed so as if it delays the recovery that we were expecting. It, it certainly delays. The latest fiscal deficit data released by the government uh, actually showed 129% of the actual yep. estimates. Uh, but uh, the silver lining in this entire coronavirus care is that oil or the crude prices mm. have fallen. Right. And India's import bill is heavily dependent on mm. uh, the crude import. So how does this math work up now? Now does the fiscal deficit kind of narrows? No, so first of all, uh, fiscal deficit and import bills are two separate things. Mm. It would have helped uh, maybe five or six years back when um, the government was picking up the tab, mm. subsidizing uh, part of the uh, you know oil prices. But that has pretty much gone. So yes, uh, a decline in oil prices is straight positive for Indian consumers because that's you know, like a less, like a tax break on individual incomes. Yeah. Um, does that help the fiscal deficit to the extent that the government has more room yeah. to collect more taxes by hiking, um, you know, VATs or applicable taxes on final petroleum products yeah. uh, by taking advantage of the decline in oil prices? To that extent, there is a, an opportunity for higher revenue mo mobilization. The impact on markets yeah. is actually less than marginal because what depends... Uh, or what drives markets are supply and demand for bonds. Mm. There is reasonable visibility on what will be the supply of government bonds uh, this year, right? Mm. We know exactly. And uh, the government has laid out a path for next year as well. Mm. So markets will price bonds basis the supply and the expected uh, demand from other uh, mm. sources like private corporate sector credit, mm. uh, state governments, etc. In a situation like this, when we were just about to come out of the slowdown, uh, but coronavirus impact and probably spreading in India mm. much uh, much more than what we had expected, uh, auto sales numbers in February was also not very encouraging mm -hmm. and it's one of the indicators for the consumption growth in India. Mm -hmm. In this situation like this, 
uh, you see the corporate earnings going ahead to see any kind of green shoots. Uh, of course, we have the corporate tax, lower corporate tax that was, uh, you know, in September quarter, there was a bit of, uh, you know, improvement because mm. of that also in December quarter. But what about March quarter? Uh, no, we, we actually think corporate earnings should be strong. Uh, I mean, after a uh, good six, seven years, this year, uh, I think the next few quarters, corporate earnings should demonstrate double-digit growth, um, uh, prompted by a number of factors. Corporate tax cut uh, cuts that happened last year is a significant one. Uh, but there is also the entire banking uh, pack where the credit costs have seemingly come under control and there's been uh, a certain amount of write backs that people are getting out of uh, the large IBC cases that are getting into resolution. Uh, so I don't see a big challenge on the corporate bottom lines. What we actually look at more are corporate top lines especially volume uh, growth across the consumer and consumer discretionary uh, uh, space uh, because that gives us a little bit more color on what's the intrinsic demand and how is that growing across the economy. Not terribly concerned about corporate profits because I think the But base you see the volume uh, growth in December, uh, sorry, in uh, this quarter, in the March quarter. That, that's where uh, the Corona thing uh, will play the mm -hmm. highest role. I don't think the March quarter will be that much impacted as the next quarter will be because um, a lot of it's not just about demand, um, it is also about supply disruptions mm -hmm. uh, in a range of industries, you know, mm -hmm. ranging from mobile phones, uh, consumer electronics, mm -hmm. uh, pharmaceuticals right. uh, that are dependent on Chinese uh, mm -hmm. intermediates. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's something that we need to keep an eye out for. Indian stock markets have been really volatile, mm -hmm. kind of getting into a swing as mostly for following sure. the global markets. Where do you see the Indian markets going ahead? Coronavirus is one scare, mm. probably one of the you know, uh, reasons that most, most uh, you know, sellers are giving mm. that that's the reason they're taking money off table. Mm. But what are the risks that's uh, kind of staring at the stock markets? Well, I think the biggest risk is uncertainty rather than, uh, so uh, the question is not whether the fatality rate out of Corona is 1% or 5%. If the markets knew it was 5%, it will rebase itself to all the assumptions around a 5% mm. fatality um, and then take it from there. Right now, a lot of the uh, volatility is because the markets don't know whether it is 1, 5 or indeed 20, who knows. Um, so to that extent, the market simply reflecting the absence of certainty or clarity around uh, the whole matter as also um, the absence of clarity uh, around the chain effect of, of this coming out of China into supply chains yeah. and all that stuff. But uh, so that's something that investors will just have to ride, ride it out. But uh, in the month of Feb when there was a lot of uncertainty anyways built in the market, right. FIs uh, in the last few sessions have started selling. Hmm. But DIS surprisingly were at six month high in the, in, in the month of February. Hmm. So DIS look very confident. Actually, um, the DII flow into India uh, has, it is very seldom that they are net sellers. Uh, if you look at the last three or four years, uh, seldom do the DIIs uh, on a monthly basis uh, turn net sellers. December and November they were sellers. Yeah, uh, so just coming to that, you know, mm. barring specific occasions where you have to look at the profile of, of investors that constitute the DII mm. segment. These are essentially investors' uh, money mm. coming in via mutual fund SIPs, uh, provident fund and NPS. Mm. 
Now this money has to be deployed. The institutional investment manager who's taking that call, he can take for some months a little tactical call to remain in cash. But no mutual fund can remain in you know 10, 20, 30, 40 percent cash for a prolonged period of time. So the money has to come so back. So automatically, it's a liquidity. It that is comes. a so the domestic liquidity is what I call uh, is an SLR buffer for equities. You know, right. just as you have SLR in the in the GSEC market, mm-hmm. the domestic liquidity is an SLR buffer for the equity market. Um, so the fact that domestics were buying is is just a function of the fact that there is a lot of liquidity and honestly i think um, this correction has also attracted at least a small part of the so called smart investor domestic investor money that was sitting on the sidelines uh, looking for a market correction because markets have also run up quite sharply mm-hmm. since uh, august mm-hmm. september last year uh, while the foreign outflows is is natural you know in line with the global volatility mm-hmm. that we've seen so on that note, Somnath, thanks a lot for talking to us. So uh, according to Mr. Somnath Mukherjee, probably uh, the scare is uh, there in the economy, but probably we'll have to wait and watch how much this pans out and what are the measures the government takes. He says that domestic institutional money that's that's there in the Indian markets is going to last and probably the lower levels of the stock markets are seeing may be taken as an opportunities by the DIS to get into the stock markets. We'll have to see how stock markets pan out in the month of March and what are the macro indicators show for this quarter. We'll come back with more details. For more updates, stay tuned. This was an HD Smartcast original. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.